This is the KFDM Morning Show podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. It's a breakthrough and two drive-by shootings at a home in Beaumont less than a week apart. Beaumont police have arrested two suspects and are looking for four others. Khalil Bradley Harris was arrested Monday and Darius Owens surrendered Tuesday. All suspects have warrants for engaging in organized criminal activity with each setting bond at $200,000. Owens has an additional warrant for felon in possession of a firearm. Investigators are searching for Tristan Williams, Eric Gerard, Ricky Sloan and Charles Barlow. The first drive-by happened on October the 29th at a home on Fonville. An 8-year-old boy and 16-year-old girl were injured. Another drive-by shooting on November the 4th left a man hurt. All injuries were non-life-threatening. Police say someone in the home returned fire at the car, hitting several houses. No one hurt in those homes either. Well, my police chief is crediting the public with their help in the case. Now, the family that lived at the home has since left, and another neighbor put their house up for sale. Bullet holes and shattered glass are still visible, and neighbors have their concerns. One neighbor who didn't want us to show her face or name has lingering concerns. And then you're shooting all willy-nilly, and we are all older people, innocent people. This man has five kids, and you're shooting, and you almost hit his children. When does it stop? Beaumont Police Chief Jim Singletary encourages residents to report crimes like this to Crime Stoppers. The number, of course, 833-TIPS. They won't ask for your name and you could earn a cash reward. New information on a San Augustine County murder case where the weapon is a crossbow. Authorities have received a confession from the suspect. 34-year-old Lorenzo White was arrested Monday in Lufkin driving 33-year-old Brian Blue's truck. Investigators say White shot Blue earlier in the back with a crossbow at his home on FM 711. Blue found dead in the front yard. White is now in jail for murder and aggravated robbery. A San Antonio jury found a former Border Patrol supervisor guilty of capital murder Wednesday. Jurors deliberated for over five hours before delivering their decision on Juan David Ortiz. He's charged with murder and the shooting deaths of four women in Laredo in 2018. His trial lasted eight days, with the prosecution putting up 16 witnesses. Ortiz reportedly confessed to the crimes on video, which was played to the jury as the best evidence. Ortiz was automatically sentenced to life in prison without parole, since the district attorney's office did not seek the death penalty. Tragedy in Houston, an off-duty officer fighting for his life this morning after his personal vehicle was hit by an oncoming train. Officer 42-year-old Vidal Lopez crashed into the train just before 7 yesterday morning in North Houston. Police say Lopez tried to avoid the oncoming locomotive by going around the railroad arms. Investigators say the cause of the wreck has brought on an apparent, by an apparent heart attack. Lopez taken to Memorial Hermann Hospital where he's listed in critical condition. Interstate 10 construction causing a lot of frustration, slowing traffic and causing detours. But this morning, an added concern that the expansive highway work is driving away dollars for local businesses. The Morning Show's Angel San Juan has more. The Ben J. Rogers Regional Visitor Center welcomes out-of-towners into Southeast Texas, specifically into Beaumont. It's more than a rest stop, it offers guidance. It's to get people off of I-10, get them to see all the great things we have here so that they'll 
come back, they'll tell their friends, they'll spend their money here. But Visitor Center Director Kathy Hughes says these days fewer drivers are getting off I-10. She believes they're avoiding the stretch that leads people into Beaumont, deciding to take other routes and not get into this highway construction. I think they're taking a detour. So it's going to start affecting the restaurants and attractions here in our area. We took this video from the Brooks Road overpass around 4.30 Wednesday afternoon. It's evident there's a lot less traffic. And Hughes says Jefferson County's hotel occupancy tax collection is down about $100,000 this year compared to last. Money collected from guests staying at local hotels and motels that spent on tourism projects. There are other factors that could be discouraging travelers from hitting the road. Those high gas prices and just inflation in general. The Texas Department of Transportation is overseeing the I-10 construction. A spokesperson issued this statement. While construction can be frustrating, it is a necessity to make sure our state highway system is up to current standards and can keep up with the growing demands of the area. Throughout the design and construction process, we work diligently to make sure businesses and the community are informed. Additionally, we make sure no business loses access during construction. Some businesses are profiting from the construction. The Red Roof Inn has I-10 work taking place right in front of its building, and front desk manager Katrina Dabney says many of those workers just walk inside to check in. They either come by there, call us and check what the rates are and do we do construction rates, and then they come in and stay. Hughes hopes in the end the improvements will make our area more attractive and more accessible not only to visit, but to stay. Hughes says the Visitor Center recently celebrated a busload of tourists stopping in, making a milestone since the facility reopened last year after being closed for more than a year after Tropical Storm Imelda flooded the building in 2019. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas, and happy Thursday. Today is December 8th, 2022. And as we continue moving along throughout this week, well, surprise, surprise, another warm, humid, and foggy start today. Nothing new in the forecast, so we're just going to go ahead and get into the spill. Local visibility is really scarce at the moment. As you can see right now, just about a mile of visibility here in Beaumont and a quarter of a mile of visibility for Orange County and Mid-County and about four miles for Jasper County. You can pretty much count that quarter of a mile of visibility all the way down to the coast, extending through High Island. As we have another dense fog advisory that is in effect this time an hour later, we did see that fog hang around for a little bit after the 9 a.m. mark yesterday morning. So we're probably expected to hang around after the dense fog advisories are lifted at 10 a.m. this morning, probably for about 30 to 40 minutes or so. So take your time heading to work this morning. The satellite imagery for the last six hours shows the cloud cover still there. Not as thick as we saw yesterday morning, but that overcast is still there. Again, it's one of the reasons temperatures stay relatively warm last night. As you see right now, temperatures are still around the upper 60s, lower 70s for much of the lakes right now. I mean, 70 on average, 70 for Silsby and Evadale, Deweyville High School as well. Saratoga and Lumberton sitting at 71 together. And here in the Golden Triangle, we got a few 60s. 69 for LCM High School, Shangri-La Botanical Gardens in Bridge City. More 60s, mostly along the coast. is kind of where it's cooler with the water temperatures being around 63, 64 degrees right now. And you see 70 for Bayou Den and Hillcrest. The high pressure is still sitting in control, so things are going to continue to stay relatively warm, especially above the normal high as we move into the afternoon today. But as we move forward, a little change in the forecast is starting to come up. Mother Nature's decided she wants to change course just a little bit as that high pressure moves up. We're going to see an area of low pressure really move throughout the center of the country. 
Looks to give us some good storm chances, so chances for severe weather will possibly be there next week going into Tuesday, especially with those westerly, the southwesterly winds coming in. It's there, and a lot of that colder air right behind it is a chance we'll see a significant cool down as we move throughout this part of next week. Other than that, expect temperatures to stay relatively warm. Now, the rain chances have changed up just a little bit, too. We were looking at about 60% chance of area-wide coverage Saturday. Well, we dropped that to 30%, and we're going to give you back-to-back days of 30% area-wide coverage Saturday and Sunday with the weak frontal boundary moving through. It looks like it's going to be just a little bit weaker than we thought. Still enough to give us some showers back-to-back days. Not much, but still put us back around the upper 70s before moving into next week where we expect that new storm system to move through and give us a good chance of rain of scattered showers and storms by Tuesday. So overall, again, a carbon copy repeat of yesterday. Nothing's really new in the forecast. Do expect a light drizzle or two here or there throughout the morning going throughout the middle morning, probably early afternoon. Overall, expect another overcast day. Cloud cover to really break, let some of that sunshine in. Things heat up around the lower 80s as we head into the afternoon. Well, that's all I have for you this morning, Southeast Texas. Enjoy your day and make it a good one. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for the KFDM Morning Show Podcast.